No matter if they have Kawhi, no matter if Kawhi and Paul George in some miracle way come back and lead them to a quote-unquote successful season, which what defines a successful season for the Clippers? A Western Conference Finals appearance, right? Because right, they've I never guess, been to one. I guess that would be a successful season. Right? That's a I, bar. It's a pretty low bar. It's a very low bar. But hey, who am I to talk shit? What's my bar? Make Matt. The pl- make the playoffs. What's my bar? 15 years of no playoffs. And these Sacramento Kings got me going crazy. I am emotionally distraught because of this team, Matty Ice. And it's time I just start admitting it. Emotional damage. Emotional <laughs> repercussions. 15 years. Basketball was arguably my first love. So to see my playoff, to see my team not make the playoffs in 15 years, I can't even describe. It's it's rough. Is that all you got to say? It's yeah, rough. I, I can, Thanks. I can't, I can't I'm glad your five championships <laughs> in three decades. In three def- decades, and you still got to witness all of them. It wasn't a decade that you missed either. Nope. It wasn't like I'm a 1980s, 1970s. I can sympathize. Right? Wouldn't it be sympathize? But I, I can't. You can't sympathize. No, I can't. There's nothing. That's why I said it just seems rough. That seems rough. That's it. My name is Mitchell Keith. Matty Ice. And this is the Balls Out Podcast. Get ready for the petty. Well, I will say that this weekend overall has been a very disappointing weekend of basketball when it comes to competitive games. Lately. Yeah, just lately. It's the mid-season that we're at right now. I feel like teams naturally get to this point when they're in the middle of the season, they're tired. But this also is going to show us like what teams really need to make moves, get trades. But definitely uh, it's something that I'm seeing a lot more blowouts. There's, you know, the Bucks who struggled was the first two games back were against the Hornets, lost those back-to-back, won yeah. a couple, and then just to lose to the Hawks. Yeah. They've had quite a few games against the Hornets that you and I paid close attention to. Um, LaMelo Ball with that quote-unquote impressive through-the-legs pass, it really wasn't that impressive. Everyone needs to calm down on that. All right, so you can do it then. You got I it. can do it. Okay. They they do it probably every day at practice. It's just what the steal, great steal. Pass was not worthy of a number one on Sports Center. But you know what? I don't think it hit one. I think I got it did, hit, it did one. hit one. I, I... It did hit one. Who are we to judge, though? As you mentioned, Matty Ice, we are in the midst of mid-season blues. Yes. What, the midst of mid-season blues. That's a hard phrase to say. So... <laughs> You mentioned Milwaukee, Chicago, as we've seen, is finally hitting a wall. Hopefully, Zach Levine will be back soon, but they're clearly missing Levine. Well, they're missing, I think it was a total of seven players when I watched a game two nights ago. Right, right. All on injury, none on COVID protocol. Uh, yes, that's which, a fair point. Which is very tough to like, like knowing you're not getting those guys back as early as 10 days, 14 yeah. days or whatever. Like, oh yeah, we're going to see, we're going to reassess, kind of like Draymond Green's injury, where they literally 
looked at it and said, yeah, we're not even touching it for two to four weeks. Yeah, really interesting to see how the Warriors have kind of struggled with Draymond Green being out. We, we knew they would struggle with bringing Clay back in, but then seeing Draymond be out for a significant amount of time, longer than we expected, we, we can really tell that the Warriors' defense and their ball handling in general, their turnover, turnovers have gone up. Yeah. So he's missing, that. the Warriors are missing a critical piece. The Nets, Kevin Durant, will be out four to six weeks with that knee. So who knows how the hell they're going to play. Yeah, I mean, especially because they're only getting Kyrie on, on some away games. It's right. not even all away games. It's just some. Yeah. I feel like he's very... That's another... Like, the Nets... I feel like they need to get another piece to make up for the fact that they will not have Kyrie potentially in playoff matchups. Just in case. Just in case. So they need a point guard. Not Patty Mills? I think Patty Mills is still, like, a good starter, but I mean, like... Isn't James Harden the point guard? Ah, that's true. He kind of runs point. I don't know. I feel like they could still use another... Maybe a shooting guard, then. What if Westbrook for Kyrie... Then you got Durant, Harden, and Westbrook again on the net. No. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be crazy. History has a strange way of repeating itself. Another injury, Maddie, I said we haven't really talked about is a Dame. Yeah. And that whole weird Portland Trailblazers scenario, um, which you mentioned trade. I, I don't think Kyrie Irving for CJ is even close to a... Uh, even fair trade even with Kyrie missing games I'm not trying to downplay CJ's game it's just one's a future Hall of Famer one's not that's just the reality of it yeah Dame for Kyrie does that entertain you even with the Dame injury Uh, I mean I don't even know if I know the full extent of Dame's injury like I think that's the most concerning they've been very hush about it yeah just like an abdomen it, surgery. Like it could be something more than they're letting on. Mm-hmm. But in order to maintain trade value, I think they're keeping it on the hush. It's been very quiet. Like there hasn't been, you know, word that they're shutting him down, but it seems like a shutdown type of injury. I don't know. How Dame, long has he been out now? He's been out for three weeks. Yeah. And the Blazers have maintained the 10th spot. So there's still a quote-unquote playoff it's not like 11 and 12 are doing anything better to, to take the 10th Who's spot. 11 and 12, Matty Guys? Spurs and the Kings. Wow. What are the odds that the two most intelligent, petty basketball talkers in the podcast universe, their teams are 11 and 12? Like, what what are those odds, Matty Guys? Oh, it's just so frustrating. I mean, it's just tough to watch, dude. Like, ah. Uh. This is your first time really experiencing a strug- consistent struggling yeah. team. Because by this point, like before the rodeo road trip, we've we've found our groove. Like yeah. Just a little before, we figured out how to like win games. There was a rhythm. And we cannot we cannot find a rhythm, and it's so frustrating. What's the biggest problem, Greg Popovich? Nobody. Everything is on Dejounte. The way that offense runs, everything is on DeJounte, and it's... So Greg's not holding them back? No. In in some senses, I feel like he's just letting them play ball. Okay. 
He's playing quiet coach. He's doing what most of the league is doing. Is he not caring? Like, has he has he just autopilot tuned himself out from what you've observed? Yeah, I see him sitting a lot more. I don't see him up standing, like, trying to direct traffic or anything. He is an old man. Well, I get that, yes. <laughs> I imagine him standing up, up and down, up and down, over and over, through the 48 minutes of the game can be frustrating. But, but it's just, I don't see... I don't see the interaction between him and the players either as much when they go to like timeouts. You know, he just goes straight to the huddle with the coaches. Very entertaining MLK Day of basketball. I, as always, MLK Day is always a great day to reflect on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and what he stood for and, and how much he's contributed uh, to the game of basketball beyond the game. But uh, MLK Day is just always a good vibe. Uh, to watch basketball yeah, as it just, well. It's Honestly, I, I didn't even realize that basketball started as early as it did that day, at mm-hmm. like 9 in the morning. Yeah, they, they come up ready to go. It was it was a full slate. I mean, there's so many games. What were your favorite favorite games from yesterday? Favorite games? Oh, man. I would say the Spurs game was always great to watch because it's great to watch the Spurs play even if they lose humble hmm humble hmm Mm. yeah (laughs) you had some humble pie since we last spoke yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely (laughs) I definitely oh man that game had me so mad yeah but honestly Hornets Knicks was interesting to watch I've really started to enjoy LaMelo Ball um and then Bulls Grizzlies man that was my number one game that was the number one game for me because I think it's shocking that like even without John Morant, the Grizzlies are still they still have a winning record. Yeah, like everyone's coming to play on that team. Eleven and two without John Morant. Which I mean, you take anyone else's superstar out of the question, like it only really has one. You kind of see a huge decline. Absolutely. Yeah, for example, if you take Blazers, Damian Lillard, what, where's that example? And I know they were struggling before, but they weren't down, down in the dump struggling. Yeah, they weren't down 20 in the first on average. Like, no. It's, it's a completely different story. But no, like everyone's stepping up in that game, and it kind of showed all the weaknesses of the Bulls right now. But like we talked about earlier, in the sense of it's just kind of, Teams are finding whether they need to make moves or not in the next two or three weeks. And there's a lot of teams. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are willing to let go of pieces that might help other teams out and vice versa. I mean, they may or may not pan out. We see that every year once the trade deadline hits and it's all over the place. This is the first year I can honestly say I see a trade asset piece for every team. Mm-hmm. There's not a single team, even the teams top tier, maybe the Warriors and the Suns, but what, you think Jordan Poole wouldn't be a good trade bait? Yeah. I, I mean, not to say the Warriors will or would trade Jordan Poole, but man, uh, that that is, that's, Jordan Poole is somebody that can help a team right away and help the Warriors win, like get a good piece back. Yeah has good value with him like mm-hmm. 
you wouldn't just be getting a second stringer for him. Like you, you could get maybe a sixth man or a starter for Jordan Poole. Some idiot the other day said he would trade Westbrook and Kuzma for straight up. What? Yeah, that was the dude at the card shop. Remember, we it <laughs> was the right, first dude we right. spoke of, and he was like, yeah, I would trade Westbrook for Kuzma straight up right now. Oh, my god! And that was when I could never look at that gentleman the same <laughs> way again. That's just, I mean, well, look, yeah, maybe he was right. Kuzma dunked over Embiid, right? I mean, look at where Kuzma's going right now in his career. Westbrook just jumped over Gobert the same night. Yeah. Dang! <laughs> That's crazy. I that. Wow, yeah. So Kuzma had a poster on Embiid, then Westbrook had a poster on Gobert. Arguably the two top um, defenders, centers in the league. Yeah, but That's definitely, ironic. I think Gobert was, was a little nastier because he was closer to the front of the circle where Embiid kind of came from under the hoop. Yeah. So it wasn't really him dunking on Embiid. It was just more like forward motion. It was still a poster, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unintentionally. <laughs> All right, Matty Ice, we're going to play a quick game, if you don't mind. Okay. I'm going to name you some players. Gotcha. And you are going to tell me whether they get traded or not. Whether you think they will be traded. Okay. Okay? Traded or not. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Dim the lights. Patrick Beverly. Not. Nah. He will remain on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes. Even though he could potentially help a playoff team. Yeah, but I think he hasn't done anything on the Timberwolves for anyone to want to grab him either. That's fair. T-Wolves right now are the ninth seed. They technically do have a chance to make the playoffs. So they, there's no need for them to want to get rid of him, but yeah, no. All right. Kemba Walker. I think he, he will be traded. You think he'll be traded? Yes. Okay, After any all teams... The all the beginning of this year and him not playing for a minute and now he's playing so well, I think it was almost like... I think someone like the Celtics will grab him. He'll end up back in Boston. Funny that you mis- mentioned Boston. Uh, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? E- either one. Jason Tatum stays, but I think... What if you did Jalen... Jalen Brown for Kemba Walker. Whew. Kemba Walker going back to the Celtics. Yeah. After they didn't re-sign him. I mean, it makes sense. Yes. Just pretending that he wasn't on the Celtics last year and it was a complete utter mess. So it would be Kemba, Jason Tatum. There's got to be a third team involved, I think, for that trade to happen. Because Kemba... Kemba, they won't. He won't go back to Boston. I don't no. think Brad Stevens brings him in. No. But I think there's a potential trade involved where Jalen Brown does go to the Knicks. Yeah. And Kemba maybe goes to team that needs a point guard. Team and insert a team. Insert team. I I don't necessarily know who would want or the need Kemba Walker right now. Lakers. Maybe, but then he goes deep in the third bench. Like He's like the third point guard. Yeah. Well, they might have to, let's see, get rid of... Uh, well, they would have to keep... I mean, Westbrook and, and Welk, that's, that's too expensive. I don't think so. Anyway, all right, Matt, let me give you another player here. Russell Westbrook. I think he stays. Okay. 
I think despite all the drama and all that, like, he stays. I think LeBron gives him a year just out of respect. What about Anthony Davis? He I, probably won't get traded. I don't think but, he'll get traded. But if you were in that position, would you consider trading him, seeing how he's been playing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't think there's anyone that could replace even his mediocre play that someone would be willing to give up. Mmm, interesting. So, okay. You know what? We'll, we'll put a pin on that. Okay. I want to talk about it. Anthony because he'll, he'll come back eventually. We'll, we'll discuss him a little bit more. All right, De'Aaron Fox. Knowing the King's history, yeah, I think he'll be traded. Uh, and you're not going to get great return on him. No, we won't. Because right now, he, unfortunately, his stock is as low as it's ever been. Yeah. Especially after coming, how he played last year to this year, like, it's not that he's really playing worse, per se, he's definitely just plateaued. Like, Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think he's, like, if you put his stats up against, what, like, what were his stats last year? Like, he had to have been averaging 20 points a game at least, right? Look, and and we can talk about data analytics, and I know that's your thing, <laughs> but I'm just going to base it off the eye test. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox has just not been there mentally yeah. as a leader of what we paid him to be, and that's okay. It, you play for the Sacramento Kings, a losing culture. What yeah. do you expect? This is his, what, fourth or fifth season? Yeah. It doesn't matter. You, they're all numb together. It's, I and I'm just speaking reality, like putting myself in Fox's position, because he does mean well. Yeah. And he does want to win. There's a, no doubt about that. Which is why I feel like he will get traded, because he's going to go somewhere, and he's going to take that team someplace. And he's going to thrive. Yeah. Because the Sacramento Kings is a cancel culture in itself. Yeah. Losing culture. <laughs> How do you win with a losing culture? Got, got clean house, man. Upstairs, not not the players. And clean house. This would be the third time cleaning house. Ownership doesn't matter. What what's the commitment here? Yeah. You either literally do what the Thunder did, trade everybody, get first round picks, or you got to do what the Boston Celtics continue to do. Which, that's not even fair, because that's a whole different market. But I'm just explaining from... It's a winning mind state, too, because yes. they've seen it. Well, like we talked about, Doug Christie is probably going to be your best solution to that coaching if they can somehow come to that conclusion at the end of the season. But that's going to have to start next year. Yeah. I take back the Cel- the Boston Celtics comparison, by the way. that That's not even... No, that's not even. No, no, we're. I'm not even putting that on the same level. It's a whole different problem. Losing culture, fix it. We promise, ladies and gentlemen, we do not promote losing on this podcast. We're all about winners here, winning mentality, going forward, persevering, overcoming a 15 year playoff drought. That's what we want in life, right, Matty Ice? Yeah, I just wanna. Overcome one one season without the playoffs. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Uh, Is yes. that so much to it, go back to what I know? 
Tim Duncan, do you really want him back right now? Tony Parker, Manu? Do you think if Pop brought them back and they would play it, it would be better than the team you guys have now? No. Okay. No. They're too old. (laughs) Yeah. They're too slow right now. I mean, Manu still plays, I think, right? And so does Tony. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Timmy D, though, he's done. Yeah, no, that, that man's knees were crying three years before he retired and you can you can tell tim duncan just doesn't he's just living his best life the haircut he had going on uh, how he how he was his energy at the hall of fame yeah when he got into the hall of fame congrats to him by the way kg and kobe what a hell of a hall of fame class i just bought kevin garnett's jersey actually that's right yeah so the throwback t wolf uh ladies and gentlemen this has been the petty balls out podcast my name is mitchell keith maddie ace and thank you all for tuning in talk to your petty asses later